Dear reader, it has come to the notice of Lady Whistledown that some of you are having history of West Africa examination tomorrow. And you're welcome to another episode here on the So East AGE podcast. My name is George. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Okay, so let's get right into it. I hope you have read anyways. I always ask that question. You get why. So the first question I have for you today is account for the collapse of the Songhai Empire in 1590. Now, this question is from the past questions, but um, of course, it's coincides with some of the AOCs I have from Stream 2. And you're having the same lecturer taking the two streams. So there's a possibility that you guys are going to have the same questions. So let's go right into it. So account for the collapse of the of the Songhai Empire. Now, if you are to account, if you are to answer a question like this, one thing you should take into consideration is the fact that in your introduction you have to write about the creation, the rise of the Songhai Empire. Now, in the creation of the Songhai Empire, you can always see okay, the Songhai Empire started with um, in the seventh, seventh century. Um, the original Songhai Empire, um, Songhai people are from the Nile Bend, da 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 da, and then you know they um, they moved and then progressed, you know. Um, through the leadership of Sonny Ali, they became a regional power and because of the um, military smartness or military um, tactics of Sonny Ali, um, the Songhai Empire was able to conquer far and wide and it expanded into a big empire that was to take over from the Mali Empire that just collapsed in recent centuries. Now, after that you have to talk about you know the various beautiful things that happened in Songhai Empire, how Sonny Ali was able to conquer far and wide, and all the things in between. Then you have to mention that okay, in 1493, Sonny Ali was overthrown. The the, um, the dynasty of Sonny Ali was overthrown, and um, what's his name? Uh, yes, Askia the Great or Askia Mohammed came into power, and. He took over from um, Sonny Ali's son. Um, he deposed him. He, Askia the Great was um, a former military officer under Sonny Ali before he became. Even though um, Askia Mohammed did not have as much military tactics as Sonny Ali, he was able to expand as well. He created institutions and built a structure, a governmental structure for the Songhai Empire. Now you can talk, talk, talk about that. Then. You make sure that everything about the rise and you know the rise, the rise and the rise of various dynasties, the Askia dynasty and you know the Sonia Ali dynasty, you have to talk about everything. How um, the sons of Askia um, no, no 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 you can't talk about that yet. You know, and we are done with your introduction, then you move into your body. It is in your body that you now start to talk about, you know, the things that metamorphosed into the fall of the Songa Empire. Now don't forget, Songhai Empire like just like the is just like the Uluru Empire. Seriously, they have similarities in every way possible. Now the Songhai Empire, the major thing that caused the, that started well, the beginning of the end of the Songhai Empire was that um, Askia Mohammed, you know, grew old, and as he grew older, his power, um, his power and hold over the Songhai Empire reduced drastically. Now, as he died. Oh, no, he did not die. His sons, you know, formed. They, they, they made a coup and they took over power from 
ask here Mohammed. Now I'm not I can't get hold of that information right now. You should check. Um when I think it, they made a coup but the coup was not successful or it was successful, I can't remember. Now you have to start with that because that was the uh is one of the remote factors. Now when you're starting your point, there's something that I always add to mind and I think you should add as well. Probably um when you are giving your thesis statement, um there are always remote and immediate factors to everything in history. Hence, this essay would, you know, account for the fall, um, the remote and immediate causes of the fall of the Songa Empire. Pew, brilliant. Now, we have talked about um, the first things first, um, the beginning of the end. Now, you talk about another one. Um, you can talk about the uh, the various. Um, succession dispute that follows the coup and the counter coups, um, general political instability, just as the um, what's that the Oyo Empire. Now, um, you can also move to uh, the, the army became weak, um, administrative and you know governance collapse, just like the Oyo Empire. Now, the last show that brought comes back was the Moroccan assault. Now, we all know that King Ishak, uh, also known as El Mansur. Um, coveted the Songa Empire. He envied them. So he had attacked before, but he was not able to conquer them. Then he attacked the second time. Because this time, Songa Empire had become weak. He was able to conquer. And, you know, he, he was the one that now destabilized the structure to, like, the end and, you know, made the empire break into pieces finally. Now, I have discussed the Songa Empire. Now, let us talk about the structure. The introduction i've talked about what the introduction should entail the body now if i were you i'm going to talk about uh, i'm going to you know break it into at least three stages now the first stage is um the um succession and um, um, succession disputes that came about now before the succession dispute there was the um, coup against their father which they succeeded um, that was after the death of Askia or they killed Askia. I don't even know. Now, after that succession, after the um, the coup that led to um, the son of Askia the Great taking charge, he is after him. Other people came after him. Now you have to do like paragraph one, political instability. Paragraph two, the army became weak. Paragraph three, the last straw that broke Kamen's back. Um, the um, invasion of um, El Mansur. Now, after you have done that, you have killed the question. Now, your your conclusion should just be about how you um, you feel about the question. Now, don't be authoritative. Be suggestive in your your words. Don't say I. You are not anybody. As I always say. We are all students, so we can't. We are not authorities yet. So what I would, what I would suggest you do is, you know, you can say this essay here. This essay has been able to um, give a concise account of the fall of the Songhai Empire. It is, however, important to note that, you know, now give your your own spices, you know, your own general overview of the reasons for the fall of the Songhai Empire. And a beautiful example is, um, you can talk about the consequences of the fall. Now, after the fall, what happened? You understand? That's a beautiful example. Now, after you're done, kudos. Now, let's move to the next question.
Okay, champ. So due to uncertainties about how the question, like the form, the question is going to come from, because I have, I think I have examined in like two past questions, two previous past questions, as well as the current AOC given to the stream two guys. Now, <clears throat> I would, I would like to suggest, you know, that I do like a rundown of the three possible questions that come out on Transara. Now. This will be very short and I will advise that you read on at least two of these possible questions. Now, the first question is um, about one, one, what is the relevance of Trans-Saharan trade? Now, the second one is discuss the decline of Trans-Saharan trade. Now, the third is dangers and organization of Trans-Saharan trade. Now, what all these three have in common is Trans-Saharan trade. Now, each of them, you know, one talked about the relevance, one talked about the decline, one talked about the dangers and organization. I think um, for the first one, when you're talking about the relevance of trans-Saharan trade, what you're being asked to do is to discuss, you know, the impact of trans-Saharan trade. Now, when you say relevance, why is it relevant? What impact did it make? Um, did it make, rather? Now, that being said, now, the second question is, you should account or examine the decline of trans-Saharan trade. Now, you all know what decline means, you know, what led to the fall or the collapse of the trans-Saharan trade. Now, the third is the dangers and organization of trans-Saharan trade. Now, this, these questions are, you know, somehow straightforward. However, um, for posterity's sake, I would do... Um, I, I would just... I think for the for the for the best, I would explain how these questions should be answered. Now, for the first question on relevance, I already talked about it. You have to write a brief history of the Trans-Saharan trade. We all know the Trans-Saharan trade um, started at least the the origin, or should I say, the date that it was perceived to have started from was fourth century and it was a season where the Gamanites, um, a Libyan tribe commenced commercial activities with Negroes of West Africa and traders would do travels from North Africa down to West Africa to trade. Now you can now start talking about okay who funds the trade, um, how did the trade come to be in the body. You understand? Now the introduction will be like a brief history of the trans-Saharan trade, like a brief, a brief history. And then you give your thesis statements, then you move to the body. In the body, you now talk about the impact, the relevance. Now, what was the relevance of the trans-Saharan trade? The trans-Saharan trade, you know, built, it built economies, it, it increased. This, this is more of a technical question that has to do with your, your level of analysis rather than what you know in the textbook. And I don't think there should be I don't think there will be any textbook that will discuss the relevance of trans-Saharan trade. And if there is, kudos. But I'm sure that it is, a, it is based solely on your level of analysis. Now, how can you analyze the significance or the relevance of trans-Saharan trade? It is by, you know, pinpointing the uh, major impacts that trans-Saharan trade brought to West Africa during the period under review. The trans-Saharan trade, it built economies. For example, it built the economy of, of um, the Songa Empire, you know, partially. Tingbon 2, blah, 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 all of them, it built their economy. Now, 
another one is that um, the transaran trade, you know, also, um, you know, you know, they traded in slaves as well. So it depopularized um, Africa as well. Now, if there's a positive significance and negative significance, just write as much as you can. Um, and for example, or per, per example, it did not come out that way. And the question asked is, you should account for the decline of the trans-Saharan trade. Now, straight to the point, the trans-Saharan trade started declining what year? That is what you should write, you should start your body with. Now, your introduction, as always, should be a brief history of the trans-Saharan trade. It started um, in the fourth century. It was a trade between um, the actors, yes, who were the actors, who acted, like, who were the traders, who where was the trade? Why was the trade named Trans-Saharan? And who were the actors? The Negroes, the Barbers. Um, it was a trade between the North Africans and Arabs uh, across the Mediterranean, and of course West African states. Da 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 da. You know, write everything you know about how it came to be and the rise. Do you understand? When you, are, when you are writing a question that asks you to talk about the decline of something, you have to write about the rise in your introduction so that you have set the stage for you to be able to explain the fall. Now, in the body, the decline of trans-Saharan trade was based on... Um, yeah, so the decline was based on something. It's one of the main reasons for the, um, should I say, the decline or the collapse of the trans-Saharan trade was because um, of the collapse of you know, sometimes the Songhai Empire. Now, the Songhai Empire, after it was attacked by Moroccan people in 1591, you know, it disintegrated the West African political structures. Remember that one of the main reasons why the um, Trans-Saharan trade thrived was because there were empires who protected the traders. Now that there was no empire and everything was you know, in total breakdown, it meant that they were no longer safe and there was no longer, like, um, ethics or rules for the engagement between the um, traders and the buyers you get now this led to the decline also now during this century there was the um, invention of the steamship this made traveling very easier and it made the caravan trade you know um, a little bit more stressful and unnecessary um, another one was that um, there was European incursion. No, no, no. When I mean European incursion, I don't mean like slave trade or anything. What I mean is the Europeans started gaining access through the coast. Now they were they were um, steamships available now, and caravan trade was now becoming you know less um, stressful, far distanced. You understand? It, um, and also the the last trade that broke the camel's back was the um, in, um, invention or the um, the the creation of the rail lines now the railway of course would distort the transaction trade totally because it's made it easier and faster to travel and of course this made it un, unreasonable for people to trade with caravans anymore so if you can i i, I just send something to your groups um about the um, decline if you can read on it and you know you know develop it to your own taste that would be very brilliant now after do, after i've done that in your body then you can move to your conclusion and conclude easily 
um what else what else yeah danger and organization of the trans-saharan trade now if you are to talk about this as well um you can always talk about you can always talk about um the um history of the trans-saharan trade um you can talk about the trade routes and everything just make sure that in your introduction you talk about you know the origin um, you know but i mean the origin yes you can talk about the origin then when you are going to your body that's when you start talking about the dangers uh, and organization of the trade we all know that the trans trade was you know typically unsafe because of the long journey even though it had some other advantages there were some disadvantages now you have to you know talk about how it was organized um the role every actor played the, when i mean actors you already know i mean people that participated in the trade the road the role of everybody you can talk about it in that and that is how you answer that question um, about the dangers and organization you can always check it out in your pdfs and online as well so that is that about transparent trade i'll answer another question now So to my last examination review of the day, I have um, the significance of the reign of Agatha Trudeau in the history of Dahomey. Now, um, for the AOC, I go from stream two. Um, you have to talk about the military reforms of Agatha Trudeau. Now, the beautiful thing is that I just forwarded um, a material that has in full detail who Agaya Trudeau is, his um, history with the Ahome people, and basically everything you need to know about Agaya Trudeau. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'm just going to run through it. So, um, the origin and establishment of Dahomey was... Okay, okay, what I'm supposed to do is to tell you how to answer the question. I'm sorry. Now, for a question like this, you have to talk about, briefly, briefly, what is like the emergence of Agaya Trudeau in the history of Dahomey people. Now, before you can say that, you have to talk about the people of Dahomey. When was it established? Um, between modern Nigeria and Ghana, it was about 620 AD, and the rural family. Dahomey's major tribe was the Fonds, and its capital was Abome. Um, though Aklin and his followers had migrated from Alada, and settled at Abomey Plateau, later expanding their settlement to cover considerably large territory. After to Aklin's death, notable rulers like Dukodonu, Wegbaja, Akaba ruled the empire. They started the expansionist conquest of the coastal states that was later completed by Agaja Trudeau. Now, Agaja Trudeau emerged as the um, king of Dahomey in 17 within um, in 1708 yeah now Agatha is believed to be the all-time greatest king of Dahomey people because he amalgamated Dahomey and the coastal states such as Alada and Wida etc afterwards Agatha towards Agatha turns towards the old empire to secure Dahomey's independence after f- several feet attempts by between 1720 and 1730, Agaja had to sign a peace treaty at Oyo in 1730, thereby reconfirming Dahomey's vassalage 
to old oil now i don't need to remind you that um dahomey was a vassal state to the old oil empire now this is an explanation to that now uh after you have done this now i'm talking about the first question which has to do with the significance of the reign of Raja trudeau in the history of dahomey people now you have talked about the emergence of Agaja as the king of Dahomey. Now, the next thing you move into is what are the things, significant things that Agaja Trudeau did in the history of Dahomey. Now, first things first, Agaja was prominent for his military reforms. The second of all is that um, he created, he was able to amalgamate several states or vassal states under the Dahomey kingdom, such as Wida and Alada. Now, uh, he introduced women soldiers known as Amazons. You understand? Now, discuss it as best as possible. But I always advise that you you know split all these things into three, so that it is easy for you to remember. So you know, group them into three, and then pick their names: military reforms, economic reforms, political reforms. Oton, military reforms. He introduced Amazons. He introduced them. Um, um, what else? He he revolutionized the army. The Amazons were first set of female soldiers in West Africa. Da 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 da. And also number two, political reforms. He amalgamated um, Wida and Alada as um, states under the um, Dahomey Kingdom. Now the next one is um, military, economic, economic. During um, Agaja Trudeau's um, was this join Agaja Trudeau's kinship? He was able to um, uphold the economic activities within Agaja Trudeau, um, sorry, within Dahomey, such that Dahomey, you know, rose up to, to prominence, such um, to promise this to the extent that he became, um, he became a damsel in the presence of uh, Oyo Empire, that Oyo Empire would not let it have independence. Now, if you're able to. You know, break these things into three and you're able to you know paint them out it will help you and take you very far now the second question which is um, the military reforms of Agaja Trudeau now I've talked about the military reforms yeah he you know he founded the first female um, soldiers in West Africa known as the Amazons so basically if you are asked to answer a question like that what you should first of all do in your introduction is to talk about the emergence the history of Agaja Trudeau who was he how did he emerge when did he emerge who what was Dahomey before Agaja became the king now you do that in your introduction now in the body you now start picking you know one point after the other if I am you I will not explain more than two points per paragraph, depending on how many points I have. If I have six points, I will just two two per paragraph. If I have just three points, I one per paragraph. You understand? At least you will get your mark. That is it. Then your conclusion should be something. Try to put in your own DNA, like your own spice in the conclusion. But try as much as possible not to be assertive like an authority. We are nobody, as I've told you, when it comes to history. Now, that being said, this is the end of the Suez AGE podcast for today. Thank you very much for the love and support. Thank you for the feedbacks. 
And of course, thank you to people who contributed to this. Thank you to Coca. Thank you to Oiz and everybody who have been contributing to the Sweet AG podcast. And of course, there's this announcement I have to make. For the foreign policy, please, if you know that you can you know, contribute to the AG podcast for the next episode, that is for foreign policy, try to reach out to me so that we can work some things out before Monday at least. Thank you very much. See you on the other side. All the best. Okay, um, also, um, there is this question I just saw uh, that you should discuss the role of checks and balances in the development of the old area empire. Now, if you see a question like that, what they're asking you to discuss is checks and balance, political organization of the old area empire. Checks and balance. The role of checks and balance in the development of the old area empire. Now, they want you to talk about the Oyomisi, they want you to talk about the Bashorun's rights, the Ayonokaka for the how the Oba checks the Bashorun, how the Bashorun checks the Like, basically, what you're supposed to discuss is majorly checks and balance. Whereas, in your introduction, you have to talk about a, a brief, very brief, very brief history of the Udo Empire. Now, very brief. Then you now narrow everything down with your thesis statement that, okay, in the following paragraph, this essay would only discuss or due to the constraint of the topic of discourse this essay will discuss the principle of checks and balances in the development of the older empire show you the point then in your body then you now start talking about the different um and tenets or should i say ah, that word is stupid the different sides of the older empire like different um attributes of checks and balances that existed in the older empire stretch the point when you are done your conclusion add your spice to it boom you're good to go yeah okay so the next question is um discuss the rise and fall of the older empire now this question can come in two forms they can ask you to discuss only the rise while they can ask you to discuss both the rise and fall but for this for the sake of you know for the sake of our life now to be on a safe space that i'm going to discuss the rise and the fall now if you are going to give your introduction for this kind of question your introduction should be like a general overview of how the older empire started who started it and you know discuss briefly on how strong the empire was you know just paint a mental picture for the person reading of how do how big or how mighty the older the older empire was now let's discuss it as fast as possible now um in um, um if for your introduction you can say you know the older empire was founded um you know by um Ar- Aramio, who was the who is a prince from Ilefe, the son of Ududua, who founded the Udo Empire in the um, um, between the 15th or uh, 14th or 15th century or 15th or 16th century I don't have the date in my hand currently I'm speaking of hand yeah so after tell, talking about you know the um, you know there is no exact date it's just like a, a calculation of the period now after talking about that then you can move to um, you know discussing um, the 
um, um, this this strength that the Odo Empire was able to you know accrue to itself during this period. You can see, for example, the Odo Empire was one of the strongest of the or the mightiest empire in the in West Africa history. And during our period or during our rise, it's extended up till Dahomey, Yegba, Ijebuland, amongst others. The Odo Empire was founded by Oromia, who was a prince of Ilefe, a son of Rudua. However, in the following paragraph, this essay would discuss the rise and the factors that led to the rise and fall of the Odo Empire in the period under review. Full stop. Now you move to the next thing, which is the body, right? In the body, I would always advise, I would always and always advise that you try as much as possible to put your body, that is your two points, the rise and the fall, in one paragraph each. I would advise that because it will help your, you know, your writing to be well structured. Now, how do you put everything in one paragraph? You know that there is no rule in English that there is an amount of sentences that should make, um, there's an amount of sentences that should make a paragraph, yeah? So that means no matter how much you are able to write, it is still correct. Sure you get. Now you are writing and you say um, some of the factors that um, um, contributed to the rise of the older empire during the period under review included, you know, the um, industriousness of our people. Number one. Now you would know and you will agree with me that it was the industriousness of the people of older empire that you know culminated into the boom in trade you know the people of the empire were industrious in nature they were you know investing and they were making trade with both internal people and external people so this was why they were able to expand as fast as possible now uh they were able to expand economically and then you can also put that as the next one which is economic factor now the 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 presence of trade merchants and you know, trade merchants are trading routes that linked um, Oyo Empire to other territories in in Nigeria during this period made the Odo Empire strong in because it was controlling trade routes. Now we move to the next one, which was which is um the military might. Now the or military or the um, presence of a strong military cavalry. Now when we talk about military cavalry, we are talking about the strength of the military men or the military personnel that were obtainable in Oyo Empire during this period. These military men were, you know, were big, you know, and Oyo Empire had the, the strongest and greatest military during our time. And this was why it was able to conquer territories far and wide up till Dahomey. We all know Dahomey is as far as Benin Republic, the Benin Republic of today. You know, it was able to conquer you know other territories and through the military it was able to you know pursue our exp- expansionist policies throughout the region during the during our rise or during our period now we move to the next one the availability of a well-structured political organization now we all know the story of the political structure of Odo empire we all know that um the Odo empire you know um um operated a a a, a and democratic monarchy in which there was a king however they were you know um they were arms of the government or should i say they were groups in the same government who served that check and balance we have the oyomisi we have the basharon we have the Oboni, we have the you know, we have we have plenty of people like that you know in this system so this um political organization and you know the, the strong political organization contributed to the 
um, rise of the Odoian Empire as well. Now, because of time, let me stop there when I'm talking about the rise. I'm sure you know enough already. So let's move to the next one. Now, after talking about this, you write full stop and then you move to the next paragraph and you talk about the fall. So some of the factors that culminated or contributed into the fall of the Odoian Empire during this period were number one, um, the political crisis that erupted the empire during the period. Now, we all know that um, when you talk about political crisis, we, we are talking directly about the activities of Basharonga, and we are talking about um, the activities of Arunokakanfo and Foja. Um, Basharonga's activities, um, you know, um, affected the political structure or political organization of the Odo Empire. In what sense? Basharonga was able to, because of his covetousness of the throne, he was able to, you know, um, caused the um, suicide of three, at least three successive Alafins, and this, you know, affected the political organization of the Odoe Empire, as well as the activities of um, Arunakaka for Afonja. It is evident that um, because Afonja wanted to have Iloni to himself, and he, you know, he was against the Alafin that was on the throne at that time, he connived with the jihadists to. You know, attack the Empire and to 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 be able to, for him to be able to you know enjoy the monopoly of taking charge of the um, Lawrence all to himself. Now he was he, he did not succeed because he was later killed, and when he was killed, he did not get the Lawrence per se, but he, he already opened the doors for the jihadists to be able to enter into the Odo Empire. Even though they were not able, they were not able to crumble the whole empire, they were not able to you know subdue the Yoruba uh, kingdoms. However, they were able to, you know, take Ilorin out of the empire. And also, now, let us say it basically the, the, the direct or should I say the immediate cause of the fall of the Odo Empire during this period was the jihadist, the Fulani jihad, or should I say it was for the jihad that rocked the empire. You know, the activities of this jihadist, you know, destroyed the empire. And this was um, made possible by the mutiny of Afonja. Now there was these distinct events that happened. You know, there was this element or this person named Lishabi. Um, he created the um, a militia group known as Egbeolorogun. This Egbeolorogun um, attacked, you know, a, a one of the um, community or should I say one of the villages or one of the um, or your empire states, and he. Um, they were able to assassinate and kill at least 600 Ilaris. And this, you know, gave buoyancy or, you know, gave um, the um, other territories the power or the, the boldness to be able to exert their independence from the Empire. Now, they moved, so this was what caused um, the Daomi people, the Jebuland, the Egbaland people to start fighting for independence. I know that the Odo Empire, you know, it depended on you know her, her vassal states to be able to rise now now that those vassal states are gone it means that it will crumble right so this was it but don't forget it was the full energy that was the last trade that broke the corners back don't forget that now after you have done all this intro all these um, explanations for the two paragraphs in conclusion what i'm expecting to be on conclusion is like emerging of the major points of this 
thing you, you know a conclusion should be your general understanding right so for example i can say it is evident that majorly the um, the um, factors that contributed to the rise of the older empire also contributed to our fall in what sense we understand that the political stability that contributed to the rise of the older empire during this period um, when it broke down when there was crisis it also contributed to the fall also was another one also was the um, um, political and um, military instability and you know or should I say weakness of the military this the weakness of the um, Oyo Empire Calvary also contributed to our fall and the strength was what contributed to the rise beforehand full stop now you cannot go on and on and on and on you know how to do that now after you have done this you have successfully answered the question and i hope this was very very helpful okay champs um um thank you um to his and and every other you know person that contributed to this episode and of course i wish you the best the best in your exams today and please please and please no matter what time you're able to access this try as much as possible to jot things down you know write something down you still have your exams by 3 p.m try and read up read into the exam read into the exam with confidence this is not your first exam and it's not going to be the last so don't let um, fear or you know jitteriness and then not get to the exam and not flow i believe in you you have it in you already you have read you know what to write you know how to write the essay already just go inside and give them markings can show you thank you very much for listening my name is george and i'll see you um probably by tonight when i do um the lagos history tutorial or should i say the lagos history pre-exam tutorial for you and we are expecting coca and you know probably some other scholars as well as much as i can get thank you very much thank you and god bless you i wish you best in exams peace out